Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. That musical intro was Realism Stealth Warrior with a tune called Pseudo-African Rednecks. I'm trying my hand at some editing to spice up the podcast here uh, using some African sounds and later we will use Hi-Fi African Drums by Cyberdread to transition through the sections. Uh, we recently finished a series previewing African Cup 2023 qualification where we went group by group Uh, That series featured a deep dive into the African Cup qualifying history of each team. Uh, That was not for the faint of heart. (laughs) African soccer teams have the longest history of all world teams, not because they've been around the longest, but because their regional competition, uh, the African Cup of Nations, takes place every two years and has done since 1957. So it was a pretty deep, deep dive into their history. And we realized that that's not uh, not for everyone. Not everyone will be interested in that. Uh, but more people will be interested in what's happening currently in the African Cup. And it is interesting with the African Cup 2023 qualification already started and some of the usual surprises that come with African soccer already on offer there. So if you're interested in the deep dives, uh, please visit our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That's uh, soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. Or you can just type soccerfiles Canada into Google and we'll come up. Uh, For this series of four podcasts, we have compiled the last sections of these podcasts the comparison of FIFA and ELO rankings, the head-to-head comparison, a discussion analyzing the prospects of each team, and our prediction of how the group is going to turn out. And then, uh, kind of interestingly, it finishes with specific predictions on the two sets of games that have already been played, uh, those games in June 2022, to see how each group is progressing so far. So we kind of kept ourselves in the dark Uh, in preparation uh, for that. This podcast is number three of four in the series and deals with groups G, H and I. That's uh, group G containing Mali, Congo, Gambia and South Sudan. Uh, Group H containing Ivory Coast, Zambia, Comoros and Lesotho and Group I containing Congo DR, Democratic Republic of Congo, Gabon, Mauritania, and Sudan. Group G, Mali, Congo, Gambia, South Sudan. We're going to move on to part three of the podcast, which is t- uh, kind of comparing them. So uh, let's look at uh, rankings. Uh, Mali is in part one, and they are 52nd uh, in FIFA rankings and 60th in ELO rankings. So um, they've been pretty consistent. Uh, actually, 60th is uh, a bit higher than they usually are. They usually... Uh, closer to 70. Um, and their lowest uh, ELO ranking has been 78th. Uh, FIFA, which is which is a bit reactionary and we don't trust as much, had them at 23rd in June 2013. But uh, I can say fairly confidently they've never really been the 23rd strongest team in the world. But... Um, uh, 52nd and 60th sounds about right. Uh, Congo is 98th in FIFA, but much lower in, in ELO at 135th. So um, uh, they have been as high as 107 or in, in uh, ELO rankings. And actually in 2007, they, they broke 100 and were 97th. So They've fallen uh, down quite a bit uh, recently in ELO rankings, uh, but not so much in FIFA rankings where they're rated 98. And this is very interesting compared to Gambia because Gambia has it basically reversed. They have them as 125th in FIFA 
and 91st, uh, 94th in ELO. So I'll just go over that again. Uh, Congo's FIFA ranking is 98th. Um, sorry, uh, Congo uh, is much higher according to FIFA rankings, but Gambia is much higher according to the generally more reliable ELO rankings. And uh, yes, uh, South Sudan is in pot four, uh, way back in 161st in FIFA rankings and 179th uh, in ELO rankings. So um, uh, that's where it stands. So uh, what we glean from that is that uh, people are kind of unsure as to whether uh, Congo or Gambia are stronger. And it probably comes down to whether Gambia's success in 2021 was a flash in the pan or a realistic reflection of their current strength. So um, we'll talk about that a bit later, but let's take a look at their head-to-head -head records before we do. So interestingly, Mali and Congo uh, have an even record of uh, three wins, one draw, and three ties, uh, each of them having that record. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, their 1972 meeting where they met, uh, uh, unlikely uh, uh, met in the final of the 1972 African Cup. So uh, that was an unusual pairing and uh, Congo ended up winning it uh, over Mali. Their most recent meeting was in 2010 where they exchanged home wins. Uh, but I would say by now, um, even though they have an even head-to-head -head record, Mali is the stronger team in recent times. Uh, moving on to Mali and Ghana, <laughs> same thing there. Um, Mali's probably the stronger team, but they have an even record of one win, one draw, and one loss. So they met in 1984 and exchanged home wins. And we saw that they met in the 2021 African Cup group stage where they tied 1-1. However, I, I, I would say that Mali is a stronger team despite that uh, uh, the even record. Uh, Mali and South Sudan, uh, Mali have a clear uh, uh, advantage there. They've met, uh, they met in 2017 uh, African Cup qualifying and in 2019 African Cup qualifying. Mali won all games, uh, usually 3 nothing. Uh, there. Okay, and uh, Congo, uh, the next, uh, Congo and Gambia have never met. Congo and South Sudan have never met and Gambia and South Sudan have, have never met either. So let's launch into a bit of a discussion about what we think is going to happen here. So uh, Mali is once again blessed with an easy grouping that they should win. Uh, Congo is the pot two team, but as we saw, ELO, ra ELO rankings have them um, have Gambia uh, far ahead of them. And uh, this is a good place probably for South Sudan to improve their record uh, against uh, kind of um, inconsistent teams. But it's very unlikely that they'll challenge for third place. So that's kind of an overview uh, of what I, th what I think. And then in a bit more detail, Mali is really consistent against this type of opposition and failing to reach the, the cup really seems out of the question here. Uh, in fact, even being challenged for first place seems unlikely. Uh, their rankings are far above the others. And uh, despite their even head-to-head -head records with Congo and, and Gambia, I think they're far the superior team. We saw the Congo beat them in the final of the 1972 African Cup, but um, uh, which was a very unlikely pairing, I must say. But I don't think it, it bears much on, on the predictions here. Uh, it adds a bit of spice, but uh, doesn't, uh, does, it's not of predictive value. Uh, otherwise, uh, uh, the, the thing that is of predictive value in the head-to-heads is uh, teams generally winning at home. Um, 
uh, Mali did uh, earn a tie in Congo, but with Gambia and with Congo, uh, it's it's home it's uh, home wins and struggling on the road. So we can expect that uh, Mali will drop some points at home. I'm sorry, we'll drop some points on the road. Uh, it's actually a bit surprising if we turn our attention to Congo that they've maintained a second seeding after their bottom place finishes in 2019 and 2022. To me, they don't seem a, a, a second tier team. They seem clearly a third tier team. So they'll have to prove it here. Uh, uh, and and uh, I wonder if they'll be seeded third in future campaigns if they don't maintain it here. However, it might not be that difficult to maintain it here depending on Gambia's form. Um, uh, actually, the, the two did meet in 1998 African Cup qualifying, sorry, 1996. I said they hadn't met before and officially they haven't because Gambia withdrew. But interestingly, they did play twice in that campaign and they drew twice so i think that is a bit uh, reflective here in that they seem uh, on the balance they seem fairly even i mean what it really comes down to is whether gambia will show the form that they did in 2021 uh, but they rarely do show that form uh, and haven't even shown it in in uh, 2022 world cup qualifying campaign or even in the preliminary round here but having said that congo uh, congo are not showing much form either so uh, both gambia and congo have a good chance depending on the form of the other uh, in terms of challenging mali though um uh not likely all those surprises are always possible. We saw that South Sudan have improved slightly. Uh, that means getting past preliminary rounds more consistently and improving their records so that they are not whipping boys, uh, but actually showing a bit of competitiveness in the 2021 campaign. Uh, some of the games lost only by one goal margins. <clears throat> so it's quite possible they'll take some points at home here and maybe even act as a spoiler to one of the teams above, but it would be a surprise to see them challenge for third place for me. So I'm going to give my overall prediction as uh, um, Mali. I'm going to pick Congo for second, uh, Gambia third, and South Sudan uh, fourth. Uh, Gambia is a bit of a wild card and that, that uh, second place is contentious, but all in all, uh, I'm basing my prediction on the feeling that Gambia is a bit of a flash in the plan and uh, a bit of a flash in, the flash in the pan and won't be able to maintain that form. So having said that, let us look at the games and see what's happened so far. So we have uh, Gambia playing South Sudan. So uh, this will test uh, Gambia's consistency to some degree. Uh, they would be very disappointed not to win in the home leg, though, and a draw would certainly be a good result for South Sudan. And let us see what happened in that game. Uh, that turned out to be a one nothing win for Gambia, so not terribly convincing, but the result that they wanted and a good start for Gambia there and a respectable result for South Sudan on the road who are kind of measuring their success uh, that way. So um, all in all, uh, something of a win uh, for both teams there. The second is Mali versus Congo. So Mali is very consistent and it'll be really important to win this and assert kind of dominance in the group. Uh, Congo can be tricky actually, uh, but a, even a draw here would be a surprise and a very good result for them. Uh, I'm going to say 2 nothing Mali here. And the result is 4 nothing Mali. Mali scored in the first minute and uh, in the 11th minute. So it was over fairly quickly. El Bilal Torre getting two goals, I think. His name was on the list. I think he got a red card in the African Cup. But, uh, got, got two goals for them here in a 4 nothing win. 
So that puts uh, Mali on top after the first round. Let's see how the next games turned out. It was Congo versus Gambia. So this is a crucial game, actually, uh, I think, in the battle for second place. And um, as we saw, Elo would uh, uh, favor Gambia, maybe not away, actually, but um, they saw Gambia as the stronger team. And so if that's true, uh, Gambia could get a, a draw here or even a win if they maintain their uh, uh, form that they showed in the African Cup. But uh, I don't believe that'll happen. I think Congo is going to um, is going to win here. So I'm going to say 2 nothing Congo. And the result is one nothing Congo. So never a surprise in Africa for the home team to win at home. It's very hard to overcome that, but um, a good result for Congo there. And South Sudan versus Mali. Well, I, uh, as much as it seems uh, like uh, Mali is the far stronger team and has everything in their favor, uh, home, home advantage in South Africa is very strong. So it'll be a measure of consistency to... Uh, for Mali to win here. And I got to say, I think they will, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if this was a draw because that sometimes happens in Africa. But I'm going to say 2-1 uh, Mali here, uh, South Sudan being competitive. And, oh, it was competitive, and I'll tell you why in a second. But it was a 3-1 win for Mali, which is no surprise. However... Uh, South Sudan went up on a goal at 29. It was actually an own goal by um, a Mali player. Um, and it took until the second half for Mali to equalize. And they actually won the game on um, two uh, injury time goals. So at 90 plus three and at 90 plus five. So a very competitive performance there by South Sudan. Mali got what they needed in the end, and uh, that's where things stand. So I'll just finish by telling you the uh, group standings here. We have Mali on top with six six points, uh, Congo in second with uh, uh, three points, Gambia in third also with three points, but Congo is in second based on the head-to-head -head result. And uh, South Sudan with zero points, but uh, only uh, uh, minus three in their goal difference after two games. So I feel like South Sudan is actually doing quite well here in terms of being competitive. Group H, Ivory Coast, Zambia, Comoros, Lesotho. Currently in the rankings, uh, Ivory Coast, I'll begin with the FIFA and then uh, do the ELO. So in FIFA rankings, Ivory Coast is 53rd, Zambia is 87th, Comoros is 128th, and Lesotho is 164. So uh, a clear separation amongst the teams there, and uh, perhaps even more so in the ELO rankings, where Ivory Coast is 45th, Zambia is 98th, uh, Comoros is 138th, and uh, Lesotho is 159th. So the FIFA rankings has um, uh, a lot bigger separation between Ivory Coast and Zambia, and, uh, and uh, Zambia, Comoros, and Lesotho are all ranked about 10 points lower in ELO. Uh, than they are in FIFA, while Ivory Coast is actually ranked eight points higher in ELO than they are in FIFA. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you'll know that we tend to trust the ELO rankings uh, a little bit more. Okay, and just a note on that, uh, Ivory Coast was as high as 14th in ELO rankings, ELO rankings in June 2013 in the midst of their golden generation. And then after that, by 2018, they had dropped down to 62nd. So from 14th down to 62nd and now back up to 45th, which is kind of reflective of the team history that I gave. Zambia, as you can well imagine, were highly rated or, or their highest period was... Uh, 
around 2012 when they won that African Cup. Uh, they're 98th now, but they were uh, 52nd in ELO rankings at the time and 34th in um, FIFA rankings. So they have dropped about 50 points uh, uh, since then. Comoros have really come along. They're uh, 138th in ELO rankings, and that is up from 192nd in 2015. And uh, 206, one of the very weakest teams in the world in uh, 2008. So again, uh, probably because of those French import, I shouldn't say import players because they have to have some connection to Comoros, but um, most of them are playing and living in France. Uh, finally, Lesotho has also improved. They also have fallen down. They're 159th now, but they were around 130 uh, in 2018 and in 2020. Uh, so they have um, fallen from them. But uh, in the past, they were always around 160 or lower. So that's the story. Let's look at head-to-head -head records. And these teams haven't played each other that much. Uh, Ivory Coast and Comoros have never met. Uh, and nor has Ivory Coast met Lesotho. Uh, however, uh, they have met Zambia, and Zambia has a good record of three wins, zero draws, and zero losses to Ivory Coast. So these are all in uh, Zambia's strong periods, kind of defining their strong periods. In 1974, they won in the group stage of the African Cup. And in 1994, they won in the group stage. And of course, they met in the 2012 African Cup final, where Zambia dramatically won 8-7 on penalties to win the title. So Zambia with the uh, definite edge now, but um, we would say Ivory Coast uh, looks the stronger team coming into this. Zambia also has a winning record over, Lesotho, uh, over Comoros. Uh, but that was also from that 2012 uh, campaign where they beat them twice. So uh, not that telling because Zambia has become quite a bit weaker since. And uh, they met Lesotho four times. Uh, one was in 1974, a good period where they bested them, uh, winning 6-1 at home and tying away. Uh, the other was actually in uh, the 2014 World Cup campaign, which was a weak one for Zambia. Uh, but they did manage to best Lesotho, uh, Lesotho winning 4 nothing away and tying on the road. So I don't know how that instructive, uh, how instructive that is, but I think those two road ties uh, with Lesotho uh, is instructive, and I think teams will need to be careful when playing in Lesotho. Uh, Comoros and Lesotho met in 2018 actually in the World Cup qualifying round and they tied home and away. So there again we see the weakest team Lesotho uh, tying. We also get a, a hint of uh, Comoros generally uh, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a danger at home there. Okay now we will just move on to a discussion uh, of what we think of what basically what I think is going to happen. So, um, uh, sorry, I just have to uh, prepare something, uh, prepare the scores. I forgot to uh, prepare the scores. And so um, when it comes time to look at them, I want to have them available. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Let's take a look at the group. So overall, I'd say Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast decline since 2015 only means that they're not competing with the top teams as much as they did during their golden generation. They're still heavy favorites to win. Uh, Zambia have fallen much more heavily than Ivory Coast, uh, and it would take a real improvement for Zambia to even take second here. I think they're under a bit of threat from below. Uh, it seems uh, um, it seems though like uh, Zambia uh, uh, their improvement is coming because they're a historically strong team and I don't think they'll slump for that long. 
Uh, in the surprising form that Comoros uh, showed to reach the 2021 African Cup, they could be a challenge. Uh, but there's already evidence that that was a bit of a flash in the pan. I wonder, actually, uh, as, I, as we were doing Comoros, uh, how many of those French players actually make the trip for uh, Comoros' home games? So um, I'm, I'm guessing that not all of them uh, really gather there, but, but did gather for the tournament in, uh, in 2021. Anyway, Lesotho will probably take a couple of points uh, especially at home, but they're not likely to challenge for second and even a bit of an uphill battle there uh, for them to overcome Comoros. So, um, yeah, the, the Lesotho could finish out of bottom if, if Zambia continues their, their decline or if Comoros proves a flash in the pan. Uh, a bit closer look, Ivory Coast and Zambia uh, were even actually for much of their history but we saw that Zambia has the winning record, uh, especially with that 2012 final win in uh, in the African Cup, which uh, went to penalties, which does indicate how close it actually was. Uh, but Ivory Coast is far ahead in the rankings now, so Zambia would need an abrupt change in form to challenge for first place, and it doesn't seem likely. Actually, uh, more likely uh, for Zambia is a threat from below, uh, although I would say second place uh, seems seems quite likely. Uh, as, as I said, given their history, this week period uh, seems like it's not going to continue. Um, and actually, this is a good place for them to... Uh, to uh, kind of improve their form. So they're winning records over Comoros and Lesotho. Uh, it doesn't mean much since they met each of them in stronger periods, but um, uh, they are ranked well above them. And it's kind of embarrassing that uh, Zambia hasn't reached the last three African Cups, especially since the last two were expanded editions. Uh, At the risk of repeating myself, I, I gotta say, uh, I think, um, that won't last long. Uh, the two recent African Cup campaigns suggest Comoros could challenge for second here, especially if Zambia uh, continues their poor form. But uh, Comoros' own form is not established yet, and it's questionable uh, because they got knocked out in the preliminaries in 2022 uh, World Cup qualifying. So um, they have met Lesotho once in 2015, as we saw, and they tied home and away. So that in itself suggests uh, it could be an even battle for them, unless uh, Comoros is showing the improved form that they showed in 2021. So we can understand why Lesotho is the pot three team, sorry, why Comoros is the pot three team and Lesotho is the, the bottom team, uh, but uh, honestly, in terms of history, they're, they're fairly even. So, um, yeah, it could be an interesting campaign, uh, especially because I think Lesotho is going to be good for a few points and maybe they will spoil things at the top. So, all right, all right, I've, I've done dallying around. I'll give it to you straight. I think it's uh, actually fairly clear for me in this group, Ivory Coast first, Zambia second, Comoros third, and Lesotho fourth. Uh, but third place being the most contentious position, I think Lesotho could uh, overcome Comoros. Now, here are the games. And I haven't looked at the results, but we have in the first uh, game, Mauritania. What? Uh, sorry, I have the wrong teams here. Yikes. Uh, okay, I'm just going to do it off the top of my head. Uh, uh, top of my head here. So the first game is actually Comoros and Lesotho, and uh, that's actually an important game in the battle for third. I think um, I think uh, the home advantage though will prove too much, and Comoros is going to win uh, two uh, two one. I'll say two one. I think uh, Lesotho might be a bit stronger than others expect in this.
campaign. The other one is Ivory Coast and Zambia. And as much as I kind of hope for Zambia to return to form, uh, I think Ivory Coast is in very good form and they're not going to lose uh, here. On the other hand, Zambia sometimes does surprise away. We saw they're a stronger road team than most. And I don't think, though, uh, my prediction is going to it's going to win out over my hope. I will say I hope Zambia ties, but uh, Ivory Coast is going to win 2 nothing. Now, what happened? Uh, we have Comoros winning 2 uh, nothing over Lesotho, so that's uh, expected. And we have Ivory Coast winning 3-1 over Zambia, Zambia getting their goal in, in uh, injury time, so not meaning that much. However, Ivory Coast did. Uh, uh, didn't score until uh, 67 minutes in there. Serge Aurier getting the opener and uh, Patston Daka scoring for Zambia. All right, the second round of games is Zambia at home to Comoros. Well, I hope their form doesn't plummet to the point that they would drop points here. Um, I don't see it happening really, so I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Zambia. Uh, fearful that Comoros might get something out of this, but that's just fear. Uh, the other game is Lesotho uh, at Ivory Coast. And to be honest, like these kind of games in Africa um, do sometimes uh, yield a tie. So uh, I'm not going to predict that here. I think Ivory Coast is going to be consistent and win, but I certainly wouldn't be shocked by a tie because uh, because that happens in, in Africa. But I think Ivory Coast are going to be more consistent. And the result is 2-1 Zambia. Yay! Winning on a goal at 88 by uh, Kangwa. Uh, Kings Kangwa. I don't actually know him. Um, Wapu got the first goal in injury time of the first half. The player who plays for Brighton. And uh, Comoros' uh, big scorer, Ben Nabuhain. Uh, getting the goal, actually the first goal at 13. So uh, they scored, Zambia tied it up uh, in injury time of the first half and then won it late in the second half. So uh, a less convincing performance than I would have liked. But um, uh, Ivory Coast did tie scoreless in Lesotho. So again, not a shock in Africa, uh, but honestly a shock anyway. Uh, Ivory Coast um, dropping points there, uh, but we knew Lesotho would pick up a few points at home. We just didn't think it would be against uh, Ivory Coast. So the uh, results there are Ivory Coast uh, nevertheless on top despite the tie in Lesotho, Zambia in second, uh, Comoros in third, and Lesotho in last, much as predicted. And it looks uh, rather than third place being the contentious one, it looks actually like Zambia and Comoros uh, is a bit more contentious. Uh, but Lesotho do well to pick up a tie in the road, so maybe they'll get back into it. And uh, that is it. Group I, Democratic Republic of Congo, Gabon, Mauritania, Sudan. So we'll begin with the... Uh, uh, the FIFA and uh, ELO rankings, I think you call them ELO. I've gone back to uh, ELO rankings, but you go ahead, Connor. So Congo, the pot one team, are currently 67th um, in FIFA and 82nd uh, in ELO. Um, they actually peaked as high as 28th in FIFA uh, in June 2017. Um, but, you know, the 60s is kind of a bit more of an average spot for them. Um, Gabon, the pot two team, is 81st in FIFA and 91st in ELO. So only nine points behind Congo in the, the more reliable ELO rankings, um, despite being the pot two team. Uh, Mauritania um, are 113th in FIFA, 122nd in ELO. And Sudan are not all that far behind, 132nd in FIFA and 132nd in ELO. So just 10 places uh, separate Mauritania and Sudan uh, in the ELO rankings. But... Both teams there are below 100. Right. So we tend to uh, uh, favor the ELO rankings in terms of reliability. So just uh, 50 points separating all four teams, I think that's a lot less than most groups. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think shows the, the tightness that we talked about right off, right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, just 10 points between Congo and Gabon and 10 points between Mauritania and Sudan. Well, that's interesting. Uh, let's take a look at the head-to-head. -head. Maybe you can uh, kind of give us the general summary and I'll add whatever details uh, are necessary. Yeah, so the top two, at least in terms of the pot rankings, uh, Congo, DR, and Gabon have an even record. Two wins, four draws, and two losses. Yeah, and most of those were uh, before 2000. But in 2021, uh, Gabon got the better of them. Uh, Gabon won 3 um, uh, nothing at home and tied uh, away. So I would say, uh, in terms of head-to-head, -head, Gabon looking a little better. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Congo DR versus Mauritania. They've never met, um, which is actually a bit of a theme we'll see in this group. But nothing to say there. Um, Congo DR uh, versus Sudan. Um, Congo DR edges it with two wins, two draws, and one loss. So overall, fairly close. Right, and uh, almost irrelevant because they haven't met since uh, uh, since 1976. They did meet in uh, two African Cups there, but and, and they tied both times. But we can we can't predict much uh, based on that. Yeah, and then um, the other three matchups, that's Gabon versus Mauritania, Gabon versus Sudan, and Mauritania versus Sudan. So those three three teams there, they've never met uh, in competitive matches. So uh, no head-to-head -head, uh, to speak of. Wow, that's uh, pretty amazing given the length of Sudan's history. Yeah. Okay, but no light or not much light being shed on the head-to-head -head front. Uh, but let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about things. You want me to kind of start with a with a, an overview? Yeah, go for it. I'd say this is a really difficult group to assess, you know. Uh, while, I, while all of them are kind of deserving of their pot placement, you can kind of understand why they're in the pot they are in. Uh, all of them have an argument for reaching the cup nevertheless. Uh, Gabon, uh, or Congo DR, as you said at the, at the top, is the top seeded team and definitely the strongest teams in terms of their history, but they're also the only team not to reach the cup. And in fact, uh, in 2021 there, they were ousted by Gabon. However, it wasn't a terrible performance, and I don't think it should count uh, against them that much. Uh, anything that you want to say about Congo DR? Yeah, they're, they're a team you're kind of waiting to become a really big team. I mean, in 2018 and 2022, good World Cup qualifying campaigns kind of show that perhaps they're moving in that direction. But um, yeah, recent, yeah. You know, a kind of poor African Cup results and failing at the last time kind of leave me kind of not sure what to think about them. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of excited when they came back to the World Cup, or sorry, to the African Cup, I think, uh, in 2015 there, because... Uh, uh, they were they were kind of the most fun team in the cup, um, um, but yeah, definitely uh, a bit unreliable, I would say, and uh, certainly not guaranteed to win this group. Yeah, I, I do see them as a team that can kind of be a pot one team. You know, I, they're not. You know, certainly they're far off some of the likes of you know Algeria and Senegal and some of the top teams in Africa. Yeah, but I think they. You know, ultimately, I think they, they belong and should see themselves kind of as a pot one team. Um, however, they just have to prove it. And, you know, that's getting to African Cups consistently doing well there. And, of course, you know, you know, the World Cup qualification will be a big one for them. Yeah. What's your feeling about Gabon? Uh, Ten points behind Danilo rankings, a slightly better head-to-head -head record, I would say. Do you think uh, Gabon can topple them again? I think it's possible, and I would I would go as far as to say that Gabon are the best team in this group right now. Ooh, how um, bold. They've they've done well in in recent cups. They have a good squad of players. Um, you know, they showed their depth too. I mean, people know Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, and he was out, as were some other good players, and they still managed to make it to the round of sixteen, and only there and lost on penalties. Um, I think they're kind of a, a middling team with middling performances for the most part in recent times, but they're kind of on the upper side of that. Um, and yeah, some good performances in, in the 2021 Cup and recently 
um, makes me think that it's going to be very competitive at the top of the group. Yeah, I think you've gone a bit too far there for me, though. Uh, um, I mean, they they uh, it, in terms of recent form, I think they might have the edge on Congo DR. I think you know that I tend to think uh, a bit more historically. Uh, both of them finished behind uh, Gambia, we shouldn't fail to recall, in 2021. So it was a bit of a lapse for both of them. Uh, I feel that that uh, that's Congo DR's only recent lap. So, yeah, if they bring that form into this cup, Gabon could win. But um, uh, I'm not going to... Uh, uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say Gabon would win over them based on just that one campaign. In terms of the uh, the bottom two, I mean, these are both, um, you know, both teams that are coming off good results, hoping to get into an upswing. Mauritania with more of an argument because they've actually had three good African Cup campaigns in a row, um, the last two leading to qualification. So, you know, they can't be um, written off. Do you see Mauritania um, with a chance to challenge the top two? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure uh, history matters that much in, in the case of Mauritania. I mean, we see Sudan has a really long history, but it's not really, uh, you know, not really helping their cause much. Mauritania has kind of a, not necessarily, well, a shorter history and a weaker history. Uh, but again, uh, history counts a lot for me, and I really kind of feel like they're, last two qualifications we were careful to say that it wasn't a flash in the pan when we were describing them but we were also careful to say that it's not like a strong period yesterday uh, a, a, a strong period um i don't know why i said the word yesterday there uh it's not like a strong it's not an established strong period either their world cup form is poor so um I'm kind of thinking that it's not going to last uh, without meaning to be cruel, but it kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, I think it's very possible they could they could uh, look fairly weak here. Yeah, I think when they have reached the cup, I mean, they, they were they finished. They were the poorest record of any team in the last African Cup. I think in a, in a cup with 21, 24 teams, which means roughly half of the teams qualified. They're right yeah. on the edge of that 24th team. I think yeah. they'll get in sometimes, get in not. Might depend on the strength of their group, and I think they've got two decently strong teams ahead of them. So um, I, I don't see them doing it this time, but they're probably, you know, I think a good period for them would kind of being right on that edge of, you know, making the cup, but maybe not have doing much when they're there. Yeah, and uh, and a, a reasonably strong team behind them. So I think this is a tough group for Mauritania. Um, they don't have kind of any really weak teams here to contend with. Sudan is more, I mean, they're not a strong team, but uh, it's more weak form. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you see Sudan uh, overtaking them here? I, I don't really see them overtaking Mauritania, but it's possible. Um, we saw recently that Sudan has kind of has had some very good results at home, um, especially in their most recent campaign. Um, if Sudan can maintain that strong home form, I don't see them challenging really for first for the first two spots. No, but I could see them overtaking Mauritania. Um, you know, if they if they do well in their home games. Yeah, I feel so too. Uh, I feel that that's going to be a good battle for uh, third place. I mean, it's possible that either these two teams, Mauritania and Sudan, uh, could have good campaigns and actually challenge for second because they've both done that before. Uh, but you know, it's it's not it's not guaranteed. That's kind of a, a, a could be an outside chance. Yeah, and I think it is a point to emphasize. I mean, Congo and Gabon both had a poor qualification run last time, so they're vulnerable. Mauritania and Sudan both show that they can rise to the occasion. So. You know, I think we both talked about a top two and bottom two, but um, again, I think a point to emphasize is that, you know, this is a group where, where a surprise, we could see it for sure. Yeah. Well, I think all of this discussion is really hiding your equivocation, Connor. So give it to me straight. How is this group going to end? I'm going to say Gabon finishes ahead of Congo DR, um, you know, narrowly. And then I'm going to... Um, 
put Mauritania just ahead of Sudan in third and fourth. Okay, so you're saying Congo DR second there? That's correct. And uh, yes, uh, I, I, I think that's a bold prediction to put uh, Gabon ahead. I'm going to um, say Congo DR finishes first and Gabon second. In the course of discussion, I'm tempted to put Sudan uh, ahead of Mauritania, but I, I initially predicted Mauritania. Uh oh, now I'm equivocating. Okay, well, just to uh, add some spice, I'm going to say Sudan third and Mauritania fourth. All right. Yeah, I would say overall I agree with the seeding, but I see the seeding as pretty fragile in this group. And uh, to me, this is probably the most exciting group in qualification because really anything could happen. Yes, I, I agree with all that. All well, right, we, well, oh, yeah. I was just going to say, we there are some results, so why don't we talk about how the group has started? Yeah, okay, well, let's make uh, game-by-game game predictions. And do you have anything to say about Mauritania versus Sudan? That's the first game. Well, given I predicted Mauritania to finish ahead of Sudan, I, I feel I'm obliged to go with them. So I'm going to say 2 nothing win for Mauritania. Okay, and given that I, I said Sudan's going <laughs> to finish ahead of Mauritania, uh, I do actually favor Mauritania here. So my... Uh, Logical side says 2-1 Mauritania, but I'm going to be bold and predict a tie. All uh, right. Sudan 1-1. One, one. All right. The result of that game was Mauritania 3, Sudan 0. Oh, my goodness. Well, that really uh, gives them a leg up for the, uh, for the third place there. Uh, the next game is Congo DR versus Gabon. What do you think? Um, I think Gabon are are good enough to get a draw. I don't necessarily see it in Congo. I think they can win the group without having to win this game, but I'm going to say a draw, 1-1. One, one. Wow. How bold. Uh, I'm going to go the other way and say, uh, one thing we forgot to mention in the discussion is, I think having been uh, ousted by Gambia last time, I think Congo's going to be uh, pretty determined and down to business this time, uh, starting with this game. So I'm going to say a 2 nothing win over Gabon. The um, neither of us were correct because Gabon pulled off the away win, one nothing mm. over Congo. So big blow for Congo DR to start. Impressive win for Gabon on the road. Yeah, and I would say, uh, well, you were more right than me, both in uh, predicting a tie, but also in calling Gabon ahead of Congo DR there. So uh, good one. Uh, I think you're you're kind of uh, two points up on me now. Uh, now we have uh, the opposite teams playing at home. So we have uh, Gabon at home to Mauritania. Well, I'm going to say 2 nothing. Gabon continue a good start. Uh, given the win in Congo DR, I can't help but agree. I think there's very little chance of Mauritania getting anything away here. I'll go 2 nothing also. Uh, the result of this game was scoreless, nil-nil. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a surprise. Well, the one thing we did predict was that this uh, group would be uh, one of the more exciting ones, and that's a great result for Mauritania. Yeah, so that would, um, just looking at it, that would put Mauritania and Gabon each with a win and a draw um, atop the group. After right on. Games. And uh, let's see if Congo can... Um, can pull themselves out of this, but not an easy task with a win in Sudan. What do you think? Uh, sorry, I'm not saying that they won in Sudan. Yeah. I'm saying uh, winning in Sudan is not an easy task. Yeah, I think they will pretty much have to um, after their home loss to Gabon. So um, I'm going to say Congo comes out determined this time and wins 3-1. Uh, all right. Well, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself because I still think uh, Congo DR uh, could win this group. And as you say, they pretty much need a win here. But Sudan is so tough uh, at home that I'm going to say a 1-1 draw here, even though I'm kind of hoping uh, Congo DR will win. Well, um, you were correct that Sudan are strong at home. Uh, strong enough to earn victory over Congo DR. 2-1. 2-1? 2-1. So, Another um, ghastly campaign for uh, Congo. Yeah, so that's um, Sudan with three points just behind the leaders and Congo at the bottom, winless after two games. What do you make of that? 
I got to ask you, do you think Congo DR can pull out of this? It's going to be difficult. I mean, I think they're they're going to need, I don't think they can lose another, and I think they need three three wins from their next four games. Um, yeah. I think they can get through with 10 points, um, but there's no real evidence perhaps to show that they're going to turn this around. They still got to go in Gabon, which you know will be a very tough game for them. Yeah. Um, Mauritania is strong at home too. So, um, yeah, Mauritania has a four-point advantage now, and that that could be enough. The next yeah. game, Congo DR versus Mauritania, is the next game to be played. That one is is obviously everything on the line. Is um, that in Congo DR? or in It Mauritania? is in Congo DR. Oh, okay, so they should be okay there. But, uh, uh, wow, they're really almost running a risk of not even finishing in the top two again here. Yeah. Do you see them getting through? Uh, well, I'm, I'm getting a bit doubtful, uh, a bit doubtful here. I mean, they had a really good 22, uh, 2022 uh, World Cup qualifying campaign, so I really thought it was just a, a minor lapse, but... Uh, uh, you know, this is a really poor start. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's 50-50 right now in terms of getting through. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, living up to expectations so far. Uh, in terms of being a very controversial, yes. very, uh, yeah, <clears throat> difficult group to predict. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah. All right, well, that brings us to the end of this podcast, which compiled the final discussions and predictions uh, for these three qualifying teams. If you want to look more deeply into the teams, you can check out the full podcast on each group on our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That is soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end or just type Soccer Files Canada into Google and uh, we'll come up. And stay tuned as we continue on this quick series with the next groups. Uh, that's all from Soccer Files Canada for this episode. Goodbye.